Hi, this is Christy Marie Sheldon, and thank you for joining me today. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to one of the um, clients of Lever Above, and the reason we're going to do that is we're going to ask some questions so we can see how this can apply or help you in your life and give you some practical tips and tools along the way. And I have with me today, I have Teresa from Chicago. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Christy. How are you? Good. And Teresa, um, what was going on in your life that you were drawn to the Lover Above program? Um, well, I've been in the self-help playground for the past 20 years, and everything I learned to do for myself helped a little from all the various self-help gurus, but nobody had all the answers I was looking for. And Christy, you, you had an all-encompassing paradigm with... Plenty of transformation and growth tools that really helped me overcome some of my major issues. And you really helped me bring out the power in me to change things and, you know, especially do it without fear, without guilt, and above all else, without needing permission from a higher authority or somebody I feel is better capable of removing my karma or doing something for me that. I don't have permission to do for myself. Right. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? That's a thank you for bringing that up because the whole thing is is the reason I did, you know, this whole program or the reason I want to help people in the world is I don't look at myself as I'm some guru. I really look at that every human being on the planet is their own guru and if everybody had the right tools <laughs> or the right knowledge you know, they could all, everybody could clean themselves up. So it's not about that any one of us is better. We all have our unique gifts, tools, and talents, but we can all, like, work on ourselves and raise our own vibration. Yeah, and, um, you know, your affirmations were particularly helpful in that area, and I've done a lot of affirmations before, but they were kind of very terrible uh, and stereotyped, if I might say, but yours really struck a chord with me because, uh, and especially the ones that started with the, it, it is good, safe, and right to do whatever. I mean, those, you know, those three words really put me at ease and showed me I had the power and that it was okay to actually try these things. Yeah, because what a lot of people um, might not realize is um, the reason we don't let ourselves maybe sometimes move into our power or be our authentic self is that somewhere we kind of got a little bushwhacked by it earlier in childhood, you know, or we don't think it's safe, right, and good to be in our power because maybe people use power over us. And that was a little bit of what was going on with uh, Teresa. And so um, my affirmations are a little different in that I ask you to become the energy of it, you know, because if you become the energy of it, then you yourself transform inside. So it's some of the affirmations start with what energy can you be, to generate blah, blah, blah in your life? Or what energy can you be to, um, you know, whatever, have more money, have more joy, have more whatever in my life? And the question opens the door, and being the energy is the thing that's going to magnetize it to you. And if it's safe, right, and good to be that energy, then of course we'll do that, because everybody wants to be. Everyone knows that being powerful is our divine right. <laughs> it's just using the power... Um, for the good of us, not using the power to control or manipulate or be use the power to control other people. 
Yes, the safe, you know, the, the word safe itself was really helpful, the, but the word right somehow really, really got me going. <laughs> well, what I found is, and, and everyone who's listening to this can kind of check it out in themselves, you know, we all have a tendency to look at what's wrong with us more than we look at what's right with us. And so if, if we all like focused a little bit about like, what's right about the situation that just happened versus what's wrong with me? How could I do that? <laughs> what's right about this tends to be empowering and what's wrong with me tends to be totally disempowering. And, and it kind of leads you to an energy of like, you know, ugh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... And, you know, the diagnostic portion was also, it actually got me by real surprise. And a lot of the facts that I did not know about that you spoke of, I was actually able to go back and verify it with my mother, especially since you gave me the actual ages that things happened and when I was younger and, you know, my recall wasn't that clear. Yeah, so what happens when I, for those of you who don't know, when I do a session, what I do is I just basically, with my intuition, go into somebody's uh, energy field, their soul, connect to it, and I I look around their energy field and notice where it feels a little dense or that there's not energy moving, and then I go into that, and then I ask, why are you not moving? And then what I'll hear is usually an age along with beliefs, and so what she's talking about is, is, um, when I was helping kind of unwind Teresa from some things that were going on in her life that we can, um, um, and she just had some fear-based stuff and some denseness around her heart, and she wasn't, like, feeling as open as I really could, because I can see who Teresa the real soul is, right? And she wasn't being all the way that. <laughs> and um, what had happened is she had some, you know, childhood stuff that wasn't really nice that contracted her energy field. And so when I do a session, I go in and I just say, okay, around age nine, you know, or around age seven, or I just kind of pick up what the age was, and I get a picture in my head of what happened. And then from knowing that, um, you can then go in and pull all that junk off or pull the belief off and pull all the heavy, dense energy off. And for those of you listening in the toolkit, what we do is, I teach you to just go into the energy, and you might not hear it as clearly as I do in two seconds, and you might, but eventually you will the more you practice uh, doing that, and plus I give you the tools for muscle testing that you can diagnose it yourself. So that's what Teresa's talking about when she's talking about how um, I went into the ages, and then, th but that's really cool. So you went and asked your mom and, and got verification that I was uh, talking about the right thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there were some issues, obviously, the things that people cannot verify, but it just, I just knew when you told me that I had those issues, like valves of poverty and valves of uh, suffering, which I somehow believed that I had to actually suffer to be good. I, ha I believed I had to be poor to be good or accepted or right and you know that was a key issue I had come to you with because no matter how much money I made no matter how many hundreds of thousands of dollars I always found a way to lose it or make poor investments or give it away unwisely and you know you really highlighted some of those old programs and some that had more to do with previous lifetimes that I would have had no way of knowing 
Okay, well, you bring you bring up a good point because some of these programs that I find in people, and I just look at all these beliefs and stuff as programs, they, they can actually come from many different places. Um, sometimes they track to what I would call past lives or future lives even. Um, and some of them track to like what the mom and dad's beliefs were about things. Like if your mom and dad had some poverty issues, especially like, you know, in America, parents who grew up in depre the depression area, you know, that can go into a kid and kind of affect them. Um, I don't remember, Teresa, was any of those vows of poverty and stuff re related to, like, how you grew up with, like, religion or your society? Or, because you you're Indian by nature, right? Yes, I am. And a lot of the poverty programs uh, came from, you know, practicing some of those religious concepts, or at least trying to practice them well, we thought, and... Yeah, because, you know, we're taught that it's, you know, nice, right? You know, to be nice people and, and um, help other people and, you know, maybe that means give it all away and that's holy or that's spiritual and all those kind of things. But really what it is is we're given the gift of free will and with, and we have the right to choose it. But you were, you were trying to choose it <laughs> and to uh, choose to keep some of your money. <laughs> but because she had these programs going on or these deep embedded beliefs, however you want to look at it, um, you would, you know, just accidentally lose it or not invest it wisely or something. Yeah, and thank you for that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so I think you even told me a story um, uh, the other day that your money has improved a little bit. Yes, my situation has really improved and um, you know, at some point, I'd like to do another session with you to to help me reprogram the last bits of suffering and poverty that that's remaining in me. Because I realized that uh, I had asked you to help me program for resources before I needed them. Mm -hmm. so I find that I'm actually manifesting the money. And an example would be the other day I wanted to take a wanted to go out of town to take a seminar, a business seminar, and it was going to cost me $800. And I managed to manifest four checks from the tax authorities that came out of the blue for $250 each. And, you know, they just kept coming week, coming in one week after another. <laughs> my mom got so suspicious. She was like, why is the state paying you so much of money? <laughs> wow, that's critical manifestation just before you need it. It just keeps coming up, checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, but, but it did. And, you know, I realized I had manifested manifested exactly what I wanted, so um, I'd like to work on manifesting a surplus and, you know, building a divine surplus that I don't have to think about having to manifest it anymore. That's going to be my next project. Okay, cool. So that's great. So Teresa brought up an excellent point, because what happens is we clear the things, and then we, we, you know, you can program yourself to put in you the exact thing, and we had programmed into her that everything shows up ahead of time. And so now we just have to program into her that excess <laughs> money shows up ahead of time so that she always has uh, money, you know. Or And another thing I like doing is setting it up so that all of your people's money that they have sitting in the bank acts like a magnet to attract more of it, right? So if it's the law of attraction, why couldn't your money be a magnet attracting more of it? So that's excellent. So And so, you, so you're all, all paid for to go to the conference and everything. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Great. And um, was there any other thing that surprised you that you found in 
that came up in session that we found in your body? Uh, yes, uh, the specific one that you showed me, and you know, I'm really aware of when I do this now, was that you, you told me that I was pushing things into the future because I was scared of succeeding, and I had, I've always had some fear of that, I realized, because there were times when I would, you know, really screw up an opportunity that came along, and I always realized in hindsight, maybe I was just too chicken to go ahead and do it, and so I got it out of the way, but when, when you put it to me the way you did, and when you cleared me of that energy now, I'm not so scared of making the big moves and actually taking action. Okay, great. Well, you, yeah, so what what happens is I can look at in the energy field, and you can all do this um, if you're willing to be that intuitive. You can look into your energy and go, okay, am I pushing things into the future versus allowing it into the present? And um, um, by changing that, you even manifested like a big mo a move that's coming up, right, Teresa? I did. I mean, I've been trying to move and wanting to move for the last three years, and it's finally happening. Wow, that's like, that's huge for you. <laughs> I think you're moving somewhere warm too, yeah? Yes, it's warm <laughs> and by the beach. <laughs> so she's got, she's getting her wishes. And my company has allowed me to take my job with me anywhere in the world and work from home, so. Wow, so that's excellent manifesting that you get to um, move by the water, by the beach where it's warm, get your own space around you, right, your own energy. And I don't have to go looking for a job. Yeah, <laughs> so everything shows up ahead of time, just how you need it. <laughs> and so we haven't spoken probably for I don't I don't know a couple months, a month, I don't know. Two months. Oh, okay. And has anything else improved that I don't like that just kind of snuck up on you that you're like, wow, this is kind of different. Well, uh, things have been opening up for me, opportunities as well, and you know my relationships are not just improving, but I'm. I've been getting people in my circle that I probably would not have had access to before in terms of offering me opportunities. And so there's a lot that's been moving, and in a way I'm glad it kind of just snuck up on me. So I didn't have, I didn't have to anticipate it, but, you know, it feels good. It feels like things are much easier than, and I don't have to make every decision to manifest something. Things just seem to be flowing a lot easier into my life now. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you listening, uh, Teresa, if it's okay with you, what I'd like to do is actually um, help uh, put in some that program that you were talking about. Yes, I would definitely like to. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just look in uh, Teresa's energy field really quickly. And uh, I haven't cleaned her up <laughs> before the interview. So I want to just kind of see what's going on just overall. And when I notice, um, first of all, when in the subject of money, um, I notice on the back of her body, a little above her heart, there's um, a little dense area that I'm just noticing. And then I'm just going to go into it and ask, what is that about? Okay, so it's very interesting. I heard it's a little place where she doesn't feel so in charge of her life still. So even though she's saying, yeah, I feel great, <laughs> my life is going forward, there's this little kink in her energy. And we're all going to have layers of stuff, you know, until we're like, you know, whatever you would get, whatever we would label enlightened being, there's always going to be stuff in our energy field that could be changed or shifted. Yes, and that's because, you know, I sometimes 
stop myself and say, oh, well, it can't be that, this good or it can't be going this well. And, you know, I try to clear it off, but I definitely feel maybe there's some little blockage left. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's really cool because then it's on the back of her heart. So I, how I noticed it is, is it wasn't letting the heart center open all the way. So it's like if she goes to like love some part of her life or really get her life how she really wants it, there's this little part of belief or whatever that goes, nah, okay, you can sort of have it. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, um, and this is a little hard to describe except for I'm just going into the energy of the place above her heart and I'm asking it to delete, uncreate, and take all the stories out with it. So anywhere she justified it, made it right or made it wrong that she had to have this story that I can't get my life to be that happy. We're going to delete all those things. And now what I'm seeing is when I'm pulling this off of her energy system, I also now finally see it kind of radiating up her head and down her lower back and then it get, got stuck again. So I'm going to go into the neck, her neck area and I'm going to ask, okay, so what's making it stuck there? And another layer of a belief comes up which says I can't be that important. Okay, so somewhere she has a belief, I can't be that important that my life would be perfect. <laughs> so we're going to delete that. And if I ask, just for curiosity, at what age did she grab that belief? I heard two and a half years old. So somewhere around two and a half years old, there was some either incident or something that happened where you didn't feel that important. And if those of you listening, you can notice that my voice is cracking a little bit. Because when I go into somebody's energy, I can feel in my body what they're feeling. So there's, I'm just feeling the little lump in my throat. <laughs> okay, and if I go to Teresa's lower back, and I saw it kind of stop there, there's another belief attached to this one that was behind her heart. And this belief is... Okay, so somewhere at some level, uh, Teresa felt... Um, around 10 years old, I heard that she couldn't get her father to pay attention to her and give her the attention she needed. So can you kind of see how those th all those three things kind of loop together? My life isn't happy as, as happy as I want it to be. I don't feel like I'm that important, and I can't get my father to pay attention to me. So they're all kind of a similar pattern of, you know, I can't be paid attention to, therefore I guess I can't be happy. You know, so what happens is when a belief or something happens in our life, then we tell a story about what a justification or a story about why that could be true. And we do that because, you know, that's what we learn as logical thinking. There must be a logical reason for it. <laughs> and so what I would suggest to people is, when, see, when things happen in my life, I try not to put too much of a logical reason to it. I just kind of look at it and go, wow, that's really interesting that I attracted that. How do I just pull that off? Or how do I make more of that happen? I don't put a whole story to it, you know? So I'm going to clear this part off of Teresa's lower back. So I'm just going into the field of energy in her lower back and asking that everywhere she didn't feel like her father paid enough attention to her, around 10-ish years old, we're going to delete it and create it, take the whole story out about it, and ask it all to leave right there. And now what I saw in my uh, vision of myself, when, I, when I'm, or the vision of her body when I'm looking at it, is I saw a light shoot down all the way into the ground. Now what that means to me is, is she now has an energy flowing through the top of her head all the way. Now there's one more little thing in your neck I just noticed. Okay, it's right there and it's on the left side of her body. And that belief says, 
Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Teresa, when she was little, she got mad. <laughs> I see you being a little girl getting mad because they are not paying attention to you. So, and you know, you bring up a good point about my father because I believe that around that age, uh, he'd begun traveling out of town for work, so I didn't get to see him as much. Oh, okay, great. So, thank you for sharing that. That makes sense. And then there, so some other layer of you around that age feels like you got kind of mad about it, and that's a little stuck in the left part of your um, throat. So, because you thought, well, gosh, I'm never going to see him, therefore I'll never be happy. Somewhere you lumped it like you went to the extreme. You went, oh, so I'll never be happy. So let's delete that. And, you know, if we all think about it logically, that's kind of what we do as kids, right? Because we don't, we don't have, we haven't been around on the earth long enough to put things in proper perspective a lot. We just have our emotions and our pure raw feelings. And they're usually pretty black and white when we're a kid. Okay, so there. Okay, now, Teresa, what, what do you feel in your body? I'm just curious. Just let let us know. Um, I actually feel a tingling down my spine and oh, a kind of lightness. Yeah, so what I saw is the reason I asked her at that moment is I saw that all that whole belief structure or whatever just kind of left, and I saw her body from her head to her toes just kind of all lit up all of a sudden. So what happens is, and for those of you who are intuitive, or even those of you who aren't, and you're just kind of listening to this, if you even just feel the energy in my voice as I'm tapped into Teresa's energy, my voice is more clean because I'm not as like um, cloudy and kind of in her muck, kind of cleaning it up, right? So your energy is a lot more crystal clear. And you know, the best sign I get of that is uh, even with my eyes closed, I, I feel like I have a light shining on my eyes, and that's a sign that something is cleared for me. Oh, okay. So you have your own way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So for some people when they do sessions or they're, or they're doing the Lover Bug program, you know, we all have our internal way that we feel it. And so just Teresa feels it like a light behind her eyes. I can feel it in a myriad of different ways, but mostly I just feel like this um, crystal clarity in my cells. Uh, and I know that I, I really like to let people know to pay attention to those little signs. I mean, we may not think they're important when they happen, but after it began happening a little more frequently with each session with you, I made the connection. Okay, like... The tingling or the, you know, the light, that, that's something, anything that's unusual. Oh, okay, I got it. So when she's saying signs, she's talking about how there was different things that were occurring in your body that weren't happening before. Okay, so now let's put in the, let's, so, um, let's look at, so what I was doing is, as I was looking, what's in the way of Teresa putting in the program um, that she has extra money <laughs> all the time, and this money magnetizes more money to her? So let me just ask that question again and see if anything else shows up in her body, because something else could show up. Well, it actually seems pretty clear, Teresa. Can you kind of feel that? Yes, I feel it. Uh -huh. And okay. I feel it because when you said that, I didn't react, whereas before I would have, my stomach would have contracted and, like, not necessarily fear, but, like, no, no, I don't deserve it, or I can't, or something, and it was just completely open when you said it, and I didn't flinch. Well, that breaks up a really good point, because, you know, our body does show us those subtle little signs all the time, you know, how many times do we catch ourselves where maybe we're, like, holding our breath? Well, if we're holding our breath, we might actually be in a little bit of a fear program at that moment, or we're clenching our 
hands, you know, I mean, so pay attention to your body is what I'm saying to the listeners and just everyday moments and like really look at what are you doing with your body? Are you holding your breath? Are you clenching your hands? Because all those things are sort of reactions um, to your environment and they could be either patterns getting triggered and or it could be like a real, you know, whatever you want to call it, threat to your system. So then what we're going to do is I'm just going to go, I'm just going to connect to Teresa's uh, higher self, soul, whatever you want to call it, infinite being. (laughs) And I'm going to just ask the program to go in and I'm just going to ask her to accept it and just say yes, yes, yes to having plenty of money on all the levels and asking it to show up quite easily and stockpiling a whole bunch of extra that always acts like a magnet attracting more and more and more and more. There. And I just felt Teresa's energy take it. And how that felt for me as I saw actually her heart kind of open and it just kind of radiated it through her body. So how did that feel for you though, Teresa? Um, I felt like a really deep breath, like something had gone you know, actually passed my heart down to my abdomen. I could actually breathe that low. It is before I, I was kind of breathing from my chest. Okay, that is actually interesting because what I did is I saw it shoot from your heart and it kind of radiated out, but it went down into your stomach and radiated out the most. So that actually is a great confirmation because I your stomach, in the stomach area is where our power centers are. And so... So that will actually also make you feel a little bit more empowered. And so for those of you listening, that probably took, what, like all of like five, seven minutes, right? So <laughs> so that's how quickly your life can change. Yes, and, you know, there's a big things, and there was a lot initially at the surface that I didn't notice. I obviously didn't wake up the next day with my life transformed, but things just began to slowly get a foothold and... Of course, the practice also helps in keeping in touch with your material too. Yeah, so, yeah, so for some, you know, everyone's different in how we allow, you know, how our life is and how we're wired and how we're programmed. And again, there's no right or wrong. You know, some people, um, when I do things like, you know, kapawi kind of things happen the next day. And some people, and and this is actually mostly the case, and 80% of the people, it just happens kind of over a couple months, or and they look at their life maybe in three to six months, and it's different than it was. So it's more or less like what happens is you just basically grab a new reality, and then this new reality, um, you know, creates your future in a different way, and it takes a couple months or so for it to just sort of catch up, and that's okay. Because I hear, Teresa, if, if change came, like, really quick, I'm just curious, would you let it happen if it came like Kapawi? Probably not when we started, uh, but now, I, now I'm probably a lot more open to yeah, things yeah. in the now and not pushing it into the future. So. Yeah, that feels true to me. I don't think, you know, because um, it wasn't all the safe, right, and good, and you, and you had some problems with making choices. So if, if all of a sudden it showed up and, like, how you have to make, like, five choices, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I was except initially, like, the, at least the first few weeks. And... Right. Yeah, but then you kind of, like, melded into your new reality, and then it became a little more comfortable, and you, then you're like, hmm, you tried it on, and you're like, oh, this feels good. And then you could just kind of make choices that were new and different and better for you. 
So is there, um, is there anything else, Teresa, that you'd love to share with um, anybody who's listening? Or? Just to, to keep at it, and Christy, you rock. Oh, thank you, Teresa. I think you rock, too. I love Teresa. <laughs> you know what I love about Teresa is just that she has this indomitable spirit about her, you know, she's, if, you know, we didn't really go too much into her, her history or anything, but if anybody really knew all the junk that she had to put up with her childhood and all this, it was kind of just abusive at some level, you know, and to, to still work on yourself after all that time, because, and to still try to find, like, something good that would work, that would help you, because there's probably been many times, Teresa, where you sort of just wanted to give it all up, and just give up at some level, right? Yes, I did, and, you know, right down to doing things uh, subtly and perversely, like being in accidents, or just trying to get rid of my body in some way. Yeah, because if, you know, if it's not safe, right, and good to be in her body, which is really what it, what it wasn't for Teresa, then you'll what we'll create is we'll create, like she was talking about, some accidents and just some weird stuff that kind of goes on where we're like, oh, I don't want to be in this body anymore. Get me out. <laughs> yeah, even though I wasn't uh, directly suicidal or anything, there were all these subtle ways that I was trying to make life hard for me and not live, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and you bring up a good point because, I mean, I see this with a lot of people, you know, if they grew up in um, situations that weren't so fun, there's this weariness or this tiredness or this hopelessness that can kind of get infused in a person's soul, you know, especially if it's like your first 20 years, you know? Yeah, and you know, I, I never had, there, were, there was no like really serious thoughts of being suicidal or anything, which is why I never spotted it, but it was like, oh God, do I really have to? do this and you know what's the point of really living and I think I've, I've had enough or you know just yeah so you weren't taking action about like it that, that I would keep giving myself periodically yeah so you weren't taking action about it you were just more or less like it was just these underlying thoughts that you were having like oh this isn't fun and all that yeah, stuff. You point, I mean you said the word it was like a real weariness like oh I'm trusty, like I'm trying and trying and trying and getting nowhere <laughs> Yeah, and so and yeah, and so thank you for letting us talk about this for a minute, Teresa. Because I really want to bring this up because this is really one of the main things that if everybody knew, like one of the main things that people call me for is they kind of come to me and they've mostly been in a lot of abusive kind of things that have happened, and they say, you know, it's just so tiring or weary or it's not very fun to be in my body anymore. Like I can't get this joy. Um, thing happening and they're not saying they're going to go kill themselves that's not what they're saying they're just saying please help me figure out how to get some more joy back in my body or some hopefulness and that's what I really really admire about you Teresa is that your your soul kind of guided you towards something that would really work and really really help you and then you even kept going you know you've done other self-improvement things and you know had some benefit, but you still kept going and going and going until you found something that could really shift it, and that's just admirable. Thank you. Thank you for all your help. Yeah, no, it's completely my pleasure. <laughs> and I am Christy Marie Sheldon, and I want to thank you for joining me, and have a lovely, lovely day. All right, blessings. Bye-bye. <laughs>